Hello, welcome to the stream today. My name is Emily. I'm one of the Chatterbug tutors and streamers. Um, we have an interesting topic for you today. I'm curious to see who has heard of this one before. Um, if you haven't seen one of my streams before, I'm from Canada originally, spent about eight years living in the UK, and currently I am traveling. So I am streaming to you live from Panama. All right, and that is one of the reasons I chose the topic today. So hopefully you find it interesting, learn something. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about what is this Darien Gap? What is this place? Well, um, there was another stream on the Pan American Highway. I also did one on overlanding recently where uh, we've both talked about this Darien Gap. So I thought it'd be interesting for us to uh, go into more detail about that. So the Pan American Highway goes from Alaska all the way down to Ishuaia and Argentina. And there, but there's a gap between Panama and Colombia. It's about 100 kilometers long, but it is impassable pretty much. Uh, it's very dense jungle. It also has one of the largest biosphere reserves in Central America, and it happens to be the rainiest zone on the planet. So it is a rainforest. Let's see who we have here today. Um, Mike, Edith, Silvana, Mui, Hakim, good to see you guys here. Welcome. Okay, so the Darien Gap between Panama and Colombia. Have you heard of it before? Or is this completely new to you? Let me know in the chat. Maybe, maybe you've traveled in this region before or you're from this region. Um, if you've heard of it before, let me know in what context in the chat. Hello to Arthur from Peru, Avila from Honduras, Melis, good to see you, your first time watching. I'm one of the tutors from Canada, so you'll be hearing a Canadian accent today on the stream. Marianne from Paris, Silvana from Argentina, Fatima from Honduras. And Hakim, yes, I've heard about it before. It's so famous. So Hakim, did you hear about it maybe in the news or have you been in this region before? What makes it so famous? Okay, and Sacco says it's a good time for watching lessons. Yeah, the streamers are in different parts of the world, but mostly in Europe so often. It'll be kind of during the work day in Europe. Um, but I'm currently streaming to you from Panama, so it's 3 p.m. here in the afternoon. Okay, Aman from India, Melis from Turkey, Vera from Germany, and Hakim has seen some documentaries about it. Awesome, so maybe you will know some of the facts today um, and let me know if I missed something interesting that you think would be good to share with everyone. Okay, so most of you have not heard about it. Many of you have as well. So I think this will be really interesting to share about today. Okay, so what about crossing with a vehicle, this 100 kilometer gap? There's no ferry, there's no highway. So the only way to cross is with a container ship. And so this is very important to me right now. I'm currently in Panama and I have a camper van. Um, there's another stream too on how to build a camper van if you're interested. So what we have to do is to put our camper van inside of a container in order to ship it to Colombia. 
Um, the other option, if we don't actually put it inside of a container, is that you have to give your keys and they drive it on, which is called a row row for roll on, roll off. So ideally for security and also the cost reduces if you share the container, we would like to put it in a container, but there is a small chance, decent sized chance that we might not fit. So next week, um, I can update you and let you know if, in fact, we are going to fit the camper van in a container. So this is very current um, for me thinking about the Darien Gap. All right. So Valens from Cartagena, so he knows, I'm sure, very well about the Darien Gap. That is where the container ships often send um, the vehicles to. So you would go from Colón in Panama on the east coast to Cartagena. So hopefully I will be in Cartagena within the next 10 days or so. Let's see what happens. Um, okay, so a bit of history about this unique part of the planet. So the US had a lot of control in the region. I mean, many parts of the world, but particularly in Latin America and in this area with the Panama Canal, of course. Um, and so they were able to sort of, um, you know, say where they had interest and where they wanted to put funds. And they didn't really have interest in facilitating the transit of people across this Darien Gap. They kind of liked the control of it being there. Um, Colombia has offered in the past to help build a highway, um, but that wasn't of interest again to Panama or the US. Valen, let me know, um, you're from Colombia, if you've heard of this before and what you think about the Darien Gap. So there's a few reasons why it also hasn't happened um, for environmental protections. So as I mentioned, this is one of the largest biospheres for Central America. Um, there's also indigenous life there. So um, this could disrupt their lives by bringing through a highway or railway. Um, and in 1981, UNESCO declared much of the park as a patrimony to humanity. But recently in the last 30 years or so, it's become a pretty dangerous location for different reasons. We're going to go through them later, but in particular, it's been controlled by um, kind of paramilitary groups and guerrillas. There's trafficking and illegal migration going through here. So um, there's other reasons why it's dangerous we'll go through, but that's kind of part of the recent history. And in the last two years in particular, I think it's been increasing more. So yeah, throughout the stream, if I say something that you're not sure about, vocabulary, or you have a question about this, I'm not an expert. I also researched um, these points, but please uh, ask in the chat. If I don't know the answer, someone else might. Okay. So here's a little cartoon showing kind of the tension between the United States. Um, so that's Roosevelt there with a large cannon, and he's against a very small Colombian with a sword, um, basically saying, get out of here, kid, don't bug me, we don't want you here. So the US were kind of controlling their dominance in this area. So if there was a rail or road route, this is what it could potentially look like. So, um, you know, it is, it is a very large region, and of, of course it would be disruptive to potentially the indigenous groups or nature to put this through. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the question really is like, do you think this should happen? Should it be connected or should it remain uh, separated as it is today? 
Now, I said it's not possible to cross with a vehicle, but that's not 100% true. It is technically possible with a lot of people and effort. So the first vehicle crossing was in 1972. There was a British Army officer named Gavin Thompson who took a Land Rover through the Darien Gap, but he had a team of 64 engineers and scientists with him. So he would have to have people going ahead of him to make a route. Um, this whole region has, as I said, dense jungle, rivers, mountains. So geography-wise, it is extremely difficult, let alone all the other dangers that we'll talk about. So it is possible. There's been other people since then, but it is very uncommon and very dangerous. So not recommended. I mentioned there's some indigenous groups living in the Darien region. So there's five tribes. And um, of course, their interest is to protect their culture. And often, as it is around the world, indigenous groups are focused on protecting the environment. Um, one thing that would be good for them if there was some sort of road or rail connection is that they would have access to markets for their goods. So what happens right now is that in the rainy season, there's rivers that are filled, and so they're able to use boats to get to um, some towns to sell their goods. But in the dry season, these rivers dry up mostly, and so for them to get uh, overland to where they can sell their, um, their market goods is very difficult. There's always also worries about new illnesses. So I think anytime you have groups which are largely separated from um, other parts of society. If you have more people suddenly coming in, um, they can bring new illnesses. So these are the, the um, yeah, the indigenous groups in the Darien region. And so I think a couple of people have mentioned in the chat that there's there's migration going on through this region. And yes, it has been increasing. Um, question here from Paleta, a lot of migrants are crossing the jungle. Is it dangerous for them? Massively, massively dangerous. Yeah. If you just look up Darien Gap migrants in English or in your own language, you're going to see a lot of recent news articles about the dangers. You, I've um, read some kind of firsthand accounts from people who have gone through and they say it's a complete hell and um, they want to advise other people not to come uh, and try to go through it because it is so dangerous. So in 2021, there was more than 130,000 people who crossed this jungle. That's wild, right? Um, this is more than the nine previous years combined. And now in 2022, apparently the numbers look like they're gonna pass 2021. So this, is, this crisis is only increasing more and more. Um, and it's not just people from South America who are trying to make it to the US or Canada. You have people come from all over the world because um, I think apparently Ecuador is one country where it's quite easy for people to get visas. And so people decide to come from places like Cuba, Haiti, uh, Palestine, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, or Somalia. Um, they come all the way to South America initially to make their way overland to the U US and Canada. So it's not just South Americans that we are talking about here who decide to take this route. And again, I think from what I understand, that's because 
Ecuador seems to be a particular country where it's easy to get visas. So they get their visa then, and then the rest of the journey is probably made illegally. Okay, so there's other routes around the world too, where, um, where migration is happening. So I'm sure some of you are familiar with these routes in the picture. So the one we are talking about today is over on the west there through the Darien Gap. Um, so there's, I mean, the whole world has this global forced displacement, people having to leave their homes due to persecution, conflict, uh, general violence or human rights violations. So these are all sorts of reasons why people might be forced to leave their home, their family, everything they know. Um, and in Central America, um, you know, it's not just people coming from the Darien Gap throughout Central America. There's migration going up too, due to areas with poverty and violence, some of the routes being controlled by cartels, the drug trade someone else mentioned, and destabilization in certain countries. So that could be political destabilization. But many people who survive crossing the gap say they wish they hadn't. Um, the experiences they had, what they witnessed, they say it's going to haunt them for the rest of their lives. Um, they have to watch maybe their loved ones die or they have to leave them because if you broke something, you can't carry them. All sorts of terrible, terrible things. Um, and so, yeah, this is the route here. And in 2021, I mentioned it was 130,000 people. It was mostly Haitians. So, you know, Haiti is just off to the east here, um, east of Cuba, which we can see. Uh, however, they were flying down to South America rather than coming across to Central America to start their journey. And in 2022, it has been mostly Venezuelans so far. So I think Venezuelans have also been going to other Latin American countries, but um, in particular this year for the Darien Gap, it has been mostly Venezuelans crossing. All right. Yeah, and so if it's the first time you hear about this, I think it's an important um, topic to learn about. Um, but there's a lot of danger, right? Um, so if you check the news and read some stories about people who have crossed, what happened to them, what they saw, um, of course, there's wildlife dangers when you're in a dense jungle like this. So there's vipers, which is a type of snake, uh, poisonous spiders, scorpions, ticks, and something called bot flies. Um, which can be lethal. There's humans, which are dangerous. So drug traffickers, armed guerrillas. And there's also bombs left over from the Cold War that had been dropped in this region, but never detonated. And so um, it has, has sometimes happened that people come across these bombs. And of course, just nature in general is an issue in this region. So you have the heat of the jungle, potentially dirty water, you just have to imagine with 130,000 people passing through, they're gonna be leaving garbage, there's gonna be human waste, there's gonna be all sorts of terrible things. So the idea of having a highway is that that could be bad for the environment, but when you have 130,000 people going by foot and leaving, leaving garbage along the way, um, that can't be good either for the environment. Uh, some other issues, there's some interesting plants like spiked palm trees people can get caught on or trench foot which is something when your feet get very wet um, over a long period of time so crossing these rivers people could have that so you know you might think of dehydration and starvation being 
the biggest concerns in a region or a situation like this. But as you can see from this long list, these are just some of the other dangers. And so it takes, I think, um, from what I can tell online, it takes about three to four days of trekking. It might take a bit longer, but during that time, people will encounter all of these dangers. Um, yes. And so the start is in Nacocli in uh, Colombia. And so this is just a little seaside town of 20,000 people. But one year ago in August, there were 10,000 migrants waiting. So the first to start their crossing, they actually take a boat for the first part and then they start crossing the jungle. Um, so there's 10,000 people working in this tiny town and the public service is completely collapsed. And all those people who were waiting to get on boats um, were forced to use their life savings just to survive. Maybe these few weeks, maybe they were waiting a couple of months just to be able to continue the journey north. And so Paleta says the jungle is a danger for people and people are also a danger for the jungle due to the garbage. Yeah, totally. It goes both ways. So, yeah. And yeah, so Hakeem says the UN must be involved. Yeah, I think there's there's plenty of nonprofit groups and um, groups such as the UN, I think, who are involved. But I think with the issue rising and rising and rising, um, I think probably governments in the region need to do a lot more. So talking about that, yeah, governments. So they've kind of lost control here, right? This is no longer a governed area in the country. Um, the crossing, those 130,000 people that go, they're letting thousands of people die along the way. And they do have a responsibility to protect. So I think they're trying to manage all these responsibilities, you know, they, to the indigenous people, to nature, to the well-being people in general, and the economy. Um, so I read that there was an increased security campaign from February 2022. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I recommend, yeah, checking out the news sources that you read to see what they're saying about it. But apparently, recently as well, um, the, um, the ambassador for Colombia, who's in Panama, said that he's always dreamed of a inter-American highways that connects the zone. So maybe there are some people in the government who want to connect the region. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so Kiki says, yeah, armed guerrillas were the worst, killing people in cities. Absolutely. Um, and Aya's an environmental engineer. Yeah, can you just imagine the garbage, human waste, human bodies, like all, terrible, terrible things, like all in this region. So is that, you know, what are the alternatives then? Um, so what do you think then? I'm curious to know everyone here today, do you think that this gap should be opened with a highway or railway? Yes, you think this would be a good thing? No, um, you think that the environmental um, or indigenous concerns are too great or, or the cost would be too great or are you not sure? So maybe you wanna go read a bit more about this after the stream and see if you can form an opinion, see what you, see what you think, what would be the right answer? Not the right answer, of course. I guess there's always different parties, but like, what answer do you do you think is correct from your point of view? Okay, so most people saying yes, a couple not sure. So 
absolutely, I recommend go read up a bit more on it and see um, what do you think. So right now, I want to go through the pros and the cons. And then we can take a vote again. And if anyone else has some other ideas of some pros and cons, please share them. So I'm curious to think, hear what everyone else um, thinks. These are just some kind of pros and cons that I took from different places or that I thought about. So this is not an exhaustive list. So on the pros side, um, you could strengthen the border, have a legal route. You could make it a toll highway, so it could be a form of raising funds for both countries. Um, or a railway might be less invasive for wildlife and nature. Um, it'd be a way for the Indigenous groups to transport products. So remember, in the dry season, they don't have any way, and so a lot of their products go to waste. Um, and it could be a way to increase surveillance for illegal trafficking mining and logging. So it's interesting, I, you know, we're talking about the environmental protection of this region. However, because there's no surveillance, there's a huge amount of illegal mining and logging happening in the region anyways. So there's a lot of environmental degradation happening because of lack of oversight. Um, and there could be some options for ecological tourism. So that might be a way to also bring money to the region and a humanitarian route. So rather than having people die walking through the jungle for three to four days, there could be a um, safe route. Can you think of any other pros? That's kind of the list I came up with, but it's not, not everything, I'm sure. Let me know. And Hakeem, you say both highway and railway would be more beneficial. So what do you, why do you say that? Do you think they should be built like beside each other or do you think like a highway one part, a railway? I guess a lot of it would depend on the topography or the geography in the area for what's possible. Any other pros? I appreciate some of you have just heard about this for the first time, so it might be difficult to come up with some other ideas, but that's no problem. If you can think of some other ideas or things you want to share with the group, um, please let us know in the chat. So let's go to the cons side. Oh, here. So Hakeem says, yeah, easier for governments to control traffic. Yeah, so that's kind of the surveillance point. Um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there would be, of course, there would be a huge, huge upfront cost plus maintenance. This is the rainiest region of the entire world. So you can imagine um, how much maintenance cost there's going to be for any sort of infrastructure going through there. So that's, that's part of the con side. So let's go to that. And if you have anything else to share, please go ahead in the chat. So on the con side, so it's more important to protect the indigenous culture. Um, protect the jungle and the costs are too great you know to go through these areas with rivers and mountains and dense jungle um, it kind of creates a natural barrier for illnesses spreading and there wouldn't be enough traffic between the two countries is another um, con or some a reason people would say not is there anything else you can think of for reasons why there should not be a highway in this region let me know What else could there be? 
I don't know. You can probably tell which side I'm on. <laughs> so it's hard for me to think of more cons. I think that um, I think there's ways to make highways that have like wildlife bridges, for instance, or maybe you do some bridges in areas where wildlife can still get through and it's protected. Um, yeah. I think with the funds maybe raised from a toll, you could put that towards um, environmental protection in the other areas, checking that there's no illegal mining and logging going on. So I think, of course, corruption is always an issue, but if you were able to actually take those funds and invest it in the region, I think that could be positive. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. So let's see, after going through this big list, and it's a kind of serious, heavy topic. Um, but what do you think? After reviewing the pros and cons and kind of reflecting on it, what do you think? Should they open the gap or build a highway or a, a highway or a railway? Someone else has here is just sustainability tourism. Yeah, so you can also call that ecotourism is another way. So bringing people into the area. Okay. And if you have any other reasons why, tell me why in the chat. Why do you say yes or no? So is it for the environmental reasons? Are you worried that opening it up means that even more migrants are going to come? That's what I've heard from I've asked some people now that I'm in Panama um, what they think about it. And they say, no, if there was a highway, then even more people will come, you know, more than the 130,000 people that came through last year. But, you know, the, a lot of those people are just transiting through. They're not coming to Panama and staying here. So I suppose it's probably more in the U.S. interest to keep it closed um, in a way. So maybe there's pressure coming from them still. They still certainly um, have some kind of control and pressure in the region. Okay, so we're pretty evenly split. Yeah, come tell me in the chat what you think about this topic. Very interesting. And I guess that's part of the reason it hasn't happened too, you know, like it's so difficult to balance these positives and negatives. So KM says need to help develop the country instead of build, building just a road. So I guess what you're saying is that the, the amount of money that it would cost to build the road should instead be invested um, maybe in like education or health or other areas of the country. Is that what you mean? Okay. Got you. Yeah, so I guess if they were to put put funds towards developing it, there would need to be some way to make it like somehow paid back. So I guess the idea of if it was a toll road, um, potentially, I mean, it might take a long time for it to be paid back. I have no idea how much it would cost. So I'm sure someone's done an analysis out there. But yeah, absolutely. If it's such a large amount of money and, you know, it's connecting the two continents, should it really fall to just Panama? and Colombia to invest in that too? Or should other countries contribute? How do you get that money? All these tricky, tricky points. 
Mm. Yeah, it's very tricky. So as I said, I don't pretend to know all about this topic or have the answers, but um, I was looking up some sort of solutions to the crisis. <clears throat> Let me know if you have some other ideas. So this is the crisis of people crossing and dying, getting sick, getting hurt along the way. So maybe there needs to be some sort of campaign to explain to migrants the danger that it, there is in this region. Maybe there could be safer or more welcoming options. I don't know if there could be, you know, ways for people to pass. I don't know. It's difficult. People are always going to try to find a way, I guess. Could there be better routes somehow? Could you have um, NGOs, governments, the UN trying to give people a choice to return home if they can? Um, but I think overall, it needs to be a regional approach. So this isn't just about what Panama and Colombia are doing. It affects um, the whole region. And as I said, people coming from around the world to come do this route. So I don't think you can expect for this crisis to just fall on the shoulders of those two neighboring countries. It's, it's bigger than that. Cool. All right, well, that was a bit of a heavy topic for today, but as I mentioned, it's on my mind because I myself am going to be crossing the Parrot Panama or the Darien Gap, but I'm going to be using a container ship for my camper van and I will be flying uh, probably to Cartagena in the next 10 days or so. So I've been thinking about it and wondering what's going on in that region. Um, yeah, I do recommend that you go and have a look in the news. Learn more about it if you're not sure if you think it's a good or a bad thing. And yeah, if you have any ideas for other topics of streams, as you can see, they're always very random, um, kind of just what's of interest at the time. So always happy to take recommendations of topics. All right. Thank you for your contributions today, for sharing your thoughts, and I hope to see you again soon on another stream. So take care. Bye.